first though, we got the caucus uh, tonight. Uh, certainly in the start of it all, ladies and gentlemen, as far as this election year, no better person to kick it off with uh, our good pal, David Birdsell, the uh, great provost, Kane University, and all the great work uh, he has done. Curling in the past, uh, it is always great having him. We say a very happy new year to you, sir. Great having you aboard. And David, uh, you know, I'm all juiced. I'm juiced as far as, uh, you know, tonight, what it'll bring, the caucus, 8 o'clock our time. Let the games begin, my friend. They are indeed beginning. Happy New Year. Good morning to you, Jay. Uh, big, big, big day in politics. Big day for the Republican nominating process and what everybody expects right now. A big day for Donald Trump. And the question is, how big? How big is the margin of victory? And what does that portend leading into the New Hampshire primary uh, in the coming week? Tons of questions. Does Trump go over 50 percent? That's never been done as far as a caucus. Uh, do all the polls and, and everything that we have heard ad nauseum? over the last couple of months. Does it, does it signal to be true? That is going to be a big question. The other big question is who comes in second? Does Nikki Haley usurp uh, Ron DeSantis if the polls hold true correctly there? Does uh, she get a lot of juice as far as the next round of play into New Hampshire? And then what happens to Governor DeSantis? Knock down a peg or two. And also I got questions for Vivek. As far as how he ends up and and his, I mean, there's so many questions here, David. Let's start with Trump. You know, 50% plus, that's what all the numbers are at least are signaling here. Uh, that'll be a big, uh, a big deal as we go to the next round here with Trump. Absolutely. It's entirely possible that he gets over uh, 50% today. We really don't know. Polling is uh, in a problematic place uh, in the best of circumstances. And caucuses are not the best of circumstances for pollsters. Uh, this is not... Uh, just to survey the population, people actually have to go to a location, a high school gymnasium, a library, somewhere where they're caucusing uh, and spend not minutes, but hours uh, listening to people talk about their candidates, uh, actually moving in some cases support from candidate A to candidate B. Uh, but it's an arduous process and it selects for people who have the time and the stamina to do it. Throw in another random factor today. This is almost certain to be the coldest day in the history of the caucuses, well below zero, uh, challenging for people who have any mobility or health problems, uh, and that may disproportionately affect the outcome as well. Donald Trump is certain to come out on top. He's certain to do extremely well. Whether he gets over 50%, that's a question we just can't answer until it's a done deal. No doubt. No doubt. And, uh, you know, again, the second place finisher, all eyes upon that individual. Uh, you're right with the weather. We even spoke about that earlier in Des Moines right now, David. We are looking at like minus 15 or thereabouts uh, in and around Iowa, pretty much Iowa, the same temperatures, Cedar Rapids, 16 below. And these are actual temperatures. It is crazy. But that's the case. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people, I haven't heard anybody that say, you know, it's not going to deter people from not doing their civil duty, which is uh, to uh, head to the caucus and to uh, put in a vote. You know, Iowans have a duty and an obligation. You got a sense of that. I've heard so many interviews with uh, some of those folks. Uh, they are focused in. The elements are not going to keep them away, it seems. Well, that's what they say. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And certainly today, uh, Ron DeSantis has to be hoping that his canvas of every single one of the 99 counties in Iowa uh, turns out people in his favor. If he doesn't win here, it is very hard to see how he continues. He has made Iowa his uh, his his signature state. Uh, he's poured every resource that he possibly can into the state. And if he can't win here, if he can't go well, if he certainly won't win. If he can't come in number two here, which seems likely based on the polls, then it's really very difficult. 
difficult to see how he sustains this campaign uh, beyond another week. I kind of agree. And I even said last week, I I just don't think he's ready for prime time. Uh, Even with a one-on-one with Haley, Haley has uh, all these debates, in my estimation. Uh, And Haley, you know, is a seasoned pro. You know, the ambassador days, foreign policy, uh, not afraid of Trump, you know, without question. Whereas DeSantis, you know, he's, he's shown he's a little wet behind the ear. He's done a nice job in Florida. Although, when you peel back the on that, but in essence, not the time of the plays, but uh, in essence, uh, I'll be looking at Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, David, to see how he finishes up here. Uh, listen, he said he's in it to the end. He's got the money to certainly put him there. But, you know, the message has waned and everything else. Very articulate guys connected with the young young voters out there without question. That'll be an interesting area to put under the, the scope when all said and done here. Well, as, as you just mentioned, he's got money and it's his own money, so it doesn't go away. Uh but he has already failed to qualify for the latest of the debates. There are no additional debates scheduled, even if he had. Uh, it's hard to see what he does other than continue buzzing like the gadfly he has been since the first three or four weeks after his announcement and the intense press interest in him uh, out at, the, at the outset of his campaign. Uh, but there is absolutely no path to victory. It's very clear to everybody, including the vast majority of Republican primary voters. Uh, so whether he stays around and tries to carve some additional presence for himself is an open question. Uh, he may well conclude that his uh, future in politics is better served by dropping out and doing something else more obvious constructive than a completely hopeless uh, effort to reserve cart from the sidelines as a non-viable candidate going down these next few months. Yep, without question. Dave Birdsell, uh, Provost King University with us. Caucus starts tonight in Iowa, ladies and gentlemen, at 8 o'clock our time, uh, 7 Central, and it's a different methodology. Obviously, it's not your normal, you know, head to the polls, primary, and everything else. The residents there have a say-so. It's a tradition. It's been around a zillion years, you know, where you go to various uh, points of interest, various venues, and you caucus, you discuss. And uh, each uh, individual has a right to discuss and then, then, you know, cast a vote. That's how it's done. Uh, You know, kind of the old-fashioned way, and it's a great way to kick it off in the heartland. So as we kind of move on and everything else, you know, the legal aspects of the former president certainly have been front and center. Uh, he'll be all over the place. He has been all over the place in the courts, David, and everything else. Never seems to detract uh, the business's hand as far as the numbers are concerned. They only go up. Um, and for those who thought, you know, even trying to get him off the ballot, states of Colorado, Maine, and whatnot, it's been kind of a losing effort here. The guy seems to have an aura. You know, he, he still seems to have this magnetism with the voter, especially to make the case with the country in complete disarray right now. Donald Trump has clearly remade the Republican Party. We're in the midst of the nominating process here, uh, really at the outset of the nominating process in terms of votes actually being cast. Uh, and he is in a commanding position. It's hard to see how a number two comes along. There's intense interest right now in whether Nikki Haley can do well enough in New Hampshire uh, to come close 
to Donald Trump's numbers, and there is some outside thinking that she might actually come in first in that state. She's within shouting distance. But New Hampshire is unique. Uh, New Hampshire doesn't look like much of the rest of the Republican Party in terms of the nature of the primary electorate. And of course, they are accustomed to uh, getting up close and personal with their candidates. That's one of the privileges, uh, earned or unearned, depending on your point of view, in both Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, But Donald Trump is clearly in a commanding position, at least to retain, uh, well, to regain the uh, nomination of the Republican Party. Uh, General election is another question, but right now he appears competitive there as well. Uh, So uh, he is right now calling the tune to every constituency outside of the Democratic Party and left-leaning independents. Um, so we'll see where this comes out. But there will be a very different phase of the campaign, of course, uh, when, if and when, and I think it's when, not if, uh, he becomes the formal nominee of the party uh, and we move it to the general election. Yep, no doubt. Uh, according to the latest of, uh, of polls, uh, ladies and gents, uh, Trump, uh, you know, right around 48 percent. Haley, uh, right around 20. DeSantis could be in and around the 16 percent uh, margin. Uh, but uh, no question about it. DeSantis has crisscrossed the state in all the counties. You said that a million times. Haley's out there. The debates, you know, listen, they did a one-on-one, Haley and DeSantis. And listen, you know, Haley knows the stuff. She's very confident where it seems to be very contrived as far as DeSantis and his replies and whatnot. There have been a lot of buzz, David, regarding a possible pick of number two for Donald Trump. And, uh, you know, a lot of people certainly are focusing in that of a female as far as the choice. Now, I have stated I think it's going to be Christy Noem. I could certainly be wrong. But there are viable candidates out there, whether it be the Stephonics, the Lakes out there, and everything else. Do you have a thought uh, as far as who could be the vice presidential pick of the former president here? Well, you've named uh, some of the key contenders. I do think it's very likely that he will look toward a female candidate. He is weakest overall nationally among women, and he may have the uh, maybe of the of the mind that he can uh, peel off some of those female voters if he has a woman candidate. There's no guarantee of that, of course. Uh, but I would have to review that the most likely uh, uh, choice would be Christy Nome, Governor of South Dakota, uh, a rock-ribbed conservative, very much in the MAGA tradition, uh, intensely loyal to Donald Trump, um, and openly campaigning uh, for the number two spot. Uh, She has said that anybody who is offered the vice presidency would have to seriously consider it. Uh, She has clearly done a lot as a a Trump surrogate, both in Iowa and elsewhere, um, and uh, has the bona fide. She served in Congress as well. So she not only knows how to run a state, she also knows the D.C. politics and the national national press. Uh, And those are not inconsiderable advantages going into uh, an environment like this. Elise Stefanik uh, is now a very strong MAGA voice. Uh, she has uh, basically branded the assault on higher education uh, with her uh, questioning of the three university presidents in December, uh, leading to uh, leading two of them to leave office uh, since that time. Uh, but she has a more moderate past, and she is clearly not going to change the way that New York votes. So there may be a, a a, a diminishing returns calculation there. And we have firebrand candidates out there as possibilities like Carrie Lake, um, although she comes with a kind of rabid election denialism that is, of course, the president's uh, stock and trade as well, uh, the former president's stock and trade. Uh, but there's a real 
risk in that case that you take somebody that is as telegenic um, and powerful on the stump as Carrie Lake is, uh, that she might actually overshadow uh, from time to time uh, the person at the top of the ticket. And that is something that Donald Trump surely is not going to tolerate in number two. Indeed. I'll tell you, it's going to get downright interesting as far as what tonight brings into the uh, next round of play. Of course, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Super Tuesday, folks, not that far away when you think about it. On the 5th of March, David Burso uh, will be right with us uh, uh, every step of the way. The great uh, Provost King University. David, again, Happy New Year. We can't thank you enough. And we will be a watching uh, tonight, my friend. Thanks for having me aboard, Jay.